Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We found a great way to invoke the presence of Elohim. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. And we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. It's actually something quite biblical. It requires something from you. We'll get into the details in a few minutes. To our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and YouTube. We really love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you all who have already done so. And we want to send a big shout out to our listeners in Texas and Indonesia. Amen. Watch that snow, Texas. We're praying for you. So, this week's Torah portion is called Teremah. It starts in Exodus 25 with the following words. Yehovah said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel to take up a collection for me. Accept a contribution from anyone who wholeheartedly wants to give. The contribution you are to take from them is to consist of gold, silver, and bronze, purple, blue, and scarlet yarn, fine linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins, and fine leather, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and other stones to be set for the ritual, vest, and breastplate. They are to make me a sanctuary so that I may live among them. You are to make it according to everything I show you, the designs of the tabernacle and the design of its furnishings. The Hebrew word terumah means a contribution or a donation presented to someone else. It also implies something you lift up by dedicating it to a sacred cause. Note that up to this point, the children of Israel had been more used to taking than giving. On their journey through the wilderness, they did their share of complaining and presenting demands. Jehovah faithfully and lovingly gave them what they needed using many miracles to bless them. Now we reach a point where Elohim wants them to give, to lift something up of value to him. This is a milestone in the life of Israel as a nation. Israel had been enslaved for a long time when Jehovah offered them an opportunity to give towards the construction of his dwelling. He was changing their mindset from the poverty of slavery and dependence to the wealth and freedom of giving. Mm -hmm. Israel needed Jehovah's mighty power and miracles to escape Egypt. Now they needed to learn to do what they could do for themselves with Jehovah's empowerment. It was he who gave them the favor to plunder the Egyptians, getting great wealth as recorded in Deuteronomy 8. In that scripture, Moshe warned Israel to never forget Jehovah our Elohim, or never claim credit for his miraculous blessings to Israel. Verse 18 picks up with, You are to remember Jehovah your Elohim, because it is he who is giving you the power to get wealth in order to confirm his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as is happening even today. That's right. Now, doing what you can for yourself is not necessarily an affront to the sovereignty of Elohim. 
We know that we are dependent on Him for our very breath. We ask for His direction and make the best decisions we can with doing what we know to please Him. Mm -hmm. As we keep Yehovah as Echad, or number one, in our lives, we will not allow, or He will not allow us to stray from His path. This attitude is the very opposite of a presumptuous attitude. Amen. Psalm 19 is a great prayer for grace to avoid the danger of presumptuous sins. It says, starting at verse 12, who can discern unintentional sins? Cleanse me from hidden faults. Also, keep your servant from presumptuous sins so that they won't control me. Then I will be blameless and free of great offense. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be acceptable in your presence, Yehovah, my rock and redeemer. The Hebrew word for presumptuous is zad, which means to plot or plan an evil act. It means that the sinner knows what he or she is about to do is sin, but they do it anyway with foreknowledge and advanced planning. Hmm. Hey, Mama, uh, here's some potential trivia that you might find interesting. The character Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Both of them are Jewish. Okay. Now, one of Superman's enemies, portrayed in the Man of Steel movie from a couple years ago, goes by the name of General Zod, or Zod. I wonder if they chose that name because of its Hebrew meaning. That is a really interesting observation, Daddy, and a good name for a villain. Zod is the opposite of the attitude we need to walk with Yehovah. Rather than to be proactive in planning evil, we must be proactive in following Yehovah's Torah, His instructions, which are good. Now, as it pertains to the Torah portion, when the call went out for Terumah, or contributions, it was a great opportunity. It came with precise instructions and a tangible use for the gifts. In Exodus 25, verse 8, Yehovah explicitly stated the use for the gifts. He said, They are to make me a sanctuary so that I may live among them. The Hebrew word used for make is asay. It's translated as to produce, to make, or to bring to pass. This Hebrew word was used in the story of creation, describing the work of Elohim. Just as Elohim made the earth for us to inhabit, Elohim wanted contributions so that Israel could make a place for him. Okay. This too was a not-so-obvious invitation from Elohim, inviting Israel to imitate him in creating a work of remarkable beauty and precision for someone else to abide in. Having the opportunity to make a place for Elohim was only extended to one people, and that was Israel. How could they retain a slave mentality having received such a high honor from the Most High Elohim? That's a good question, Daddy. While Elohim made his own source material from which the heavens, the earth, and all things were made, Israel used materials that were given to them by Elohim. That made them co-laborers with Elohim, using his supplies and his design to make a place for the presence of Elohim. The Hebrew word Mishkan is used to describe this place. It is often translated as sanctuary. The Hebrew meaning is more like a place set apart for a special purpose. From the words Elohim used to describe the place he wanted, 
we can know that it was to be used for only special purposes. This was to be a unique structure, not common in any way. Please check out our episode number 51, What It Means to Be Holy, for more information on the Hebrew meaning of the words holy and common. And if you missed episode 46 called Room for God, please check that one out as well. It describes the work of Elohim to draw closer to his people. The Mishkan, which we now know as the Tabernacle, is definitely one of the steps in Jehovah's progression as he came nearer to Israel. Jehovah gave Israel the materials and allowed them to give some for the construction of his Mishkan. He even gave Moshe the plans. You know, Mama, to this day, Jehovah still gives us opportunities to partner with him through giving. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 15, starting at verse 7. Can you start the reading, Mama? Sure can. If someone among you is needy, one of your brothers in any of your towns and your land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving you, you are not to harden your heart or shut your hand from giving to your needy brother. No, you must open your hand to him and lend him enough to meet his need and enable him to obtain what he wants. Guard yourself against allowing your heart to entertain the mean-spirited thought that because the seventh year, the year of Shemitah is at hand, you would be stingy towards your needy brother and not give him anything. For then he may cry out to Jehovah against you, and it will be your sin. Rather, you must give to him, and you are not to be grudging when you give it to him. If you do this, Jehovah your Elohim will bless you in all your work, in everything you undertake. For there will always be poor people in the land. That is why I am giving you this order. You must open your hand to your poor and needy brother in your land. I'll pick up at verse 12, Mama. It says, If your kinsman, a Hebrew man or woman, is sold to you, he is to serve you for six years. But in the seventh year, you are to set him free. Moreover, when you set him free, don't let him leave empty-handed, but supply him generously from your flock, threshing floor and wine press. From what Jehovah your Elohim has blessed you with, you are to give to him. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and Jehovah your Elohim redeemed you. That is why I'm giving you this order today. But if he says to you, I don't want to leave you, because he loves you and your household, and because his life with you is a good one, then take an awl and pierce his ear through, right into the door, and he will be your slave forever. Do the same with your female slave. Don't resent it when you set them free, since during his six years of service, he has been worth twice as much as a hired employee. Then, Yehovah your Elohim will bless you in everything you do. Daddy, maybe our listeners are wondering what this week's Torah portion and giving to build the tabernacle have to do with giving to a poor brother. The common link is that the presence of Elohim is near when we give as he directs us. He told Moshe to call for contributions to build his place so that he could be near his people. Just as we read, Elohim's presence is near when we have opportunity to give to a poor brother or sister as well. If we fail to give and they cry out to Jehovah, he said that he would hear them. And if Jehovah sees that we obey him in giving to a poor brother or sister, 
he guaranteed to bless us. Either way, he is present for the transaction. Opportunities to attract his attention and presence are around us all the time. We probably miss more than we take advantage of. Still, because Jehovah is so generous, he expects us, his children, to imitate him in giving. It seems like he loves to observe what we do with what wealth he gives us. When we are generous, he is in turn even more generous to us. Amen. The tabernacle was a place where people could go to give offerings to Elohim, attracting his attention and asking for his favor. There were specific offerings for just that purpose, asking for his favor. Mm -hmm. Our generosity to Yehovah's work and to his people functions like those offerings we read about. Knowing the connection between giving and the presence of Elohim, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and reject the opportunities to give as he leads you to give? Or would you take the red pill and enthusiastically look for the right opportunities to give in the way Jehovah described in his word? Only you can answer that question. Remember, Elohim promised his favor on those who give freely to poor brethren. Also, to give wholeheartedly as directed by Elohim is a mitzvot or a commandment as well as an opportunity. Here at Red Pill Torah, we are all about the commandments of Jehovah our Eloheinu. Amen. The synagogue that we fellowship with calls for a special offering called a Shekelim offering to be used specifically for the upkeep of the facility. Mama and I do not miss this opportunity to give. We want to see the work of Jehovah prosper, mm -hmm. and we want His favor in our lives. The Shekelim offering is time to occur right around the time of this particular Torah portion. We urge all of our listeners to be proactive about giving to the work and people of Yehovah. We have met some Messianic believers who have been offended in churches, and many of them do not attend or worship with organized groups of believers. Don't let that separation create an obstacle to your giving as Elohim expects. Be proactive. Find ways to bless the set-apart works and people of Elohim. Hey, well said, Mama. I really like the way you do the closeout, by the way. Would you mind doing that on this podcast, too? It would be my pleasure, my love. Thank you, my sweet. Well, everybody, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared and talk about it with your family and friends. And thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you, you can, can handle the truth. truth.